again. Hey, what's up? So I opened up my Twitter this afternoon. What just, a mistake. Just, I know, right? And I'm just browsing around, and I see one thing at my number two on trending, and I'm like... Donald it says, Trump said fuck. Yeah, it says Nickelback. And I'm like... Oh, okay. Nickelback was trending, and I'm like, why the fuck is Nickelback trending? Yeah, well, turns out... Negatively? Our president... Oh. Oh, this tweeted, does have to do with Donald Trump? Yes, it does. Our president tweeted a video... Uh-huh. And it's a look at this photograph meme. Oh. But it's but it's a dog on Joe Biden. Okay. And it's a look at this photograph meme. Mm-hmm. Would you like to watch the video? No. Okay. Hold on a second. Okay. Apparently I have no... Go surfing on the internet! <laughs> <laughs> wow! Whoa, we're going through cyberspace. Here you go. See, look. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, that meme is dead now. Yep. Goodbye, meme. Goodbye, meme. meme. It was. It was. Uh. It was. Uh. You know. Good while into lasted. the trash it goes. Good while it lasted. A long time. I was actually. a big fan of. Look at this graph. But you know. That's still one of my favorite memes that, ever. I don't give a one. shit. That's a great one. But you know, that's that's done now. You can't go past that point. You know, kind of like the rules of memes, the unwritten rules of memes are that when they get too much exposure to that, uh, for lack of a better word, normies <laughs> use the memes, uh, they are officially dead. Uh, yes. you know, shooting stars. Yeah. Great meme. Lots of great remixes. Katy Perry uses it in the music video. The meme is dead. dead. Gone. Dead and gone. Uh, our president using this meme effectively means it is dead, and it probably already was dead. It buried it probably literally to the core of the earth. <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, I can't imagine how the how Straight bad the meme stopped. until the molten core of our chewy center of our earth. I'll have to ask uh, my, my favorite meme stockbroker uh, and also other co-host of other podcasts, Matt Dustman, if uh, how the meme stock on Look at This Graph is doing now. Well, look at this photograph it's doing now, because it's probably do that like, on the new episode of Football After Dark. Yes, I, um, I will be. A podcast that stars you, and not me, but sometimes I'm around the edges. Yeah, so we brought you in for one episode. Yeah, that was, that was the best episode that you guys have done. Oh, that is untrue. Sorry, bud. I'm sorry to bring it to you. <laughs> the best episode is where we talked about Todd Gurley getting off the bus and like, <laughs> say, I, Coach, you can't walk. Can I at least be the best guest you've had? Yeah, you're absolutely the best guest we've had. Ah, take that, bitch. Ooh, got him. Snap! Look at this! Every time I look, it makes me chortle. Oh, what's that on Jimmy's head? I bet Jimmy's actually dead. Everybody, welcome to the Ken and the Job, the show. That's Ken. Hello, my name is Zachary Allen Genhart. How are you doing? And I'm Job. Welcome to the show, everybody. You have a much shorter name than me, idiot. Oh, shut the fuck up. 
plops out the womb. I'm Jub. Three letters. That's all you're allowed to call me. That's all my birth certificate says. says Jub. <laughs> they plop me out. My mom just looked at me and went, Jub! And then that was it. That's how I was born. Mm. Mm-hmm. Crazy story. <laughs> it never happened. Nope. Not, Not even once. Not a chance. It never happened. Didn't happen even once. Not this time. Not even half the time. <laughs> Hope you know what I'm doing. Nope. Uh, that Jonathan Frakes show. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> on tonight's unsolved. Uh, no. What? What is it called? I don't know. It's like it's like not unsolved mysteries or like whatever. Yeah. True or not? Right. <laughs> the show. And he's just like you know, was the story of the mysterious baby known only as Jub true? And then it'll show, like, some footage of, like, a, a fake birth. And then they're like, it's Jub! And then it'll cut back to him. And he's like, so, was this accurate? Or are we just babying around? False. <sighs> it never happened. We made it up. God damn gotcha. it. <laughs> like, it's one of those, you know? God damn it. It's one of my favorite uh, modern memes of the current era right. of 2019. Not like them stale ones that the president shares. Oh. Like idiot. Fuck. Up your meme game, bruh. And they say the left can't meme. Left can't meme. No, left <laughs> no can't one meme. can meme. No, nobody's allowed to meme Except anymore. Except David Bowie. He went to meme school. He said so himself. <laughs> We've been playing, bud. Man. It's spook season. Uh-huh. It's spooky time. So, was playing a little bit Alan Wake. Uh, started back into some of them Resident Evil games and playing Resident Evil Revelations. Uh, it kind of stupid. Yeah, it's really dumb. It is a lot better when it was it on the 3DS. It is fun, but it feels like, you know, like, you know, like, when you go to the store when you're a kid, and you're like, Mom, I want some Legos. And your mom's like, we have Legos at home. And the Legos you have at home were Mega Blocks, and they don't really connect well with your actual Legos. They don't really fit right. What I'm trying to say is, in this metaphor, Legos are Resident Evil 4 and Mega Blocks are Resident Evil Revelations. Yeah, it's supposed to be this a This is what I'm saying. It's supposed to be a 3DS game. Yeah, so for a 3DS game, I would say that it's pretty solid. I really enjoyed it on but the 3DS. But the console update makes the game way easier because you can freely move way easier. Yeah. Um, which was available on the 3DS. With you had the to get Circle the, Pad Pro. You had to get the Circle Pad Pro. And, which uh, uh, no one had. It was but, a new um, accessory at the time and nobody wanted it. <laughs> Yeah, it, I don't think it sold well. No, I think God. it was only a couple games that utilized it. That and Monster um, Hunter, pretty much. Yeah, um, most people bought it for Monster Hunter. But for the most part, it's it's a solid enough game. It it's just it's not really piquing my spooky interest. Hopefully, we'll find something to really fill that gap in my life. Uh, <laughs> not that I'm not injecting spooky stuff into my veins constantly during October. Uh, I love horror movies. I love horror games. Uh, I love memes of uh, skulls playing the trumpet, even. You know, I'll just take whatever I can get, to be honest. Including a, a subpar Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie in lieu of watching a good Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie like we did this week. Um, yeah. Oddly enough, we watched it on the, I believe, 45th anniversary of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, what a horrible way to celebrate it. And we watched the third one on that day. Yeah, what a horrible way to celebrate that shit, huh? Oops. Whoops. It never happened. Big mistake. Uh, <laughs> what have you been playing? Uh, Apex Legends Season 3 started, and I've been playing that a little bit. A lot of big changes, a lot of different stuff going on. Did they make it so that the microtransactions aren't stupid? 
I mean, as of right now, yeah, there's just like the battle pass, which is kind of like normal. Okay, but and I'm fine with like a battle pass. There isn't that exclusive game. bullshit that they were doing before again. Huh? <laughs> no, not yet, at least. Hopefully, uh, they don't do it it's again. It's coming a bit. Hopefully, they don't do it again. Negative reaction to it. Will They're going to change the system happen. around. They're going to change it. That's probably a good idea. Yeah, they should. Mm. But anyway, they added a whole new map to it. The map's completely different. A second map. A second map. Interesting. It is. Uh, is more of like a snow map. Okay. But it has like a like a big chunk of the map snow, and then like the bottom like little section of it's like lava shit. It's really it got a really cool aesthetic to Hellfire it. Hellfire Peaks. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Within that, the the structure of it's very different in that it encourages, like, long-range gunfights more. Okay. And then they put a lot more sniper rifles and stuff on the map. And my thing in Apex is sniping people. That's just, like, the thing I'm really good at in that game. I do really dumb shit with the snipers. Okay. And I'm on Cloud9 right now, buddy. I am, I am just fucking everything up. Because you like them snippy snips. I snipe people real good. I do a real good job. And so they're, they're just getting fucked up. And then they added Take a new gun. They added a new gun okay. called called the charge rifle. Uh-huh. And remember the the Spartan laser from Halo? I do. It's like that, but it's like a sniper rifle. No. And, but then, like, when you're charging it, that line that's there, it does damage to the person you're hitting, too. So the weapon rewards you for tracing them with it, okay. which is fucking dope. And that's I, pretty cool. It's like my new favorite gun. I, I fucking kill people with that shit. If you trace him along and then hit him in the head with the big burst from it, you could pretty much kill somebody. It's really sick. The new character's kind of lame, though. He's like a recon guy. He deploys this little drone, but, like, I don't know who did the voice acting for that character, but it's, like, kind of flat. The new guy? Yeah. He kind of... I don't like his design. Me neither. He Not really. He looks like a character from 2003. He's Hacker Man. Yeah. Basically. And, like, it's really... It's really bad. He looks outdated, I yeah. guess, is what I'm trying to say. And, like, I've, I've really liked every single character in Apex up to this point. I think they're all got really cool design. They're all really unique and interesting. I, I'm not sure how I feel about this guy. Hmm. He's, he's okay, I guess. I mean, he's, he's kind of fun to play as, but, like, cause you, you, get to, you get to, like, full-blown recon, basically. Okay. Like, you pull out a drone, and you control the drone, and you can fly it around the map and, like, spot people and let your teammates know where people are and shit. And that's really cool. And then you know, your ultimate ability is you like fire this big EMP that like shuts down people's shields and shit. It's really interesting. It's not, it's not that good, I guess. I don't know. I, I have to play around with it more, but I don't like it that much so far. Well, hopefully the next one isn't shit. Ah, it'll probably be great. Usually is great. Everything else about this update's awesome. Besides like the biggest thing, which I guess is the character. Okay. But eh, other than that, it's fine. Mm. It's, I'm having fun with it. I'm dominating. I won, actually, before you got here, while I was waiting for you to get here, I won, like, three games. <laughs> <laughs> Using that charge rifle. Just fucking, just, just, just killing. Just killing people. It was all real good. Real good stuff. Mm. I did the good good. I did the real good. Good for you, loser. <sighs> <laughs> We got a, jeez. We got a right. tiny bit further in indie. We didn't really do anything much notable. You though. know, it's a point and click. It is. It's like, hey, guess where to go? <laughs> you don't fucking know, idiot. Yeah, you wouldn't have thought to fucking open that crate, huh? Yeah, we went, we went to one of the most. Uh, we did one of the most trivial little things in the whole game. Yeah, that's that's like probably the worst one. 
Where it's just like, you have to close this crate, and there's an invoice on top of it. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought to do that. Nobody would. Nobody did. Nobody did. So, hopefully the other two paths are better. I do like it still so far. It's it's, it's charming. Yeah, the the team path's the best one, for sure. Okay. It's cool that there's at least branching paths. It's it's uh, they didn't have to do that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, the game totally plays three different ways. It's it's, it's important, I think, to go back and you, you approach own Indiana Jones. Right. I think it's I think it's cool to go to go and play all through all three of them. They said the major story beats are the same, but the way you approach everything is different. It's mm. really cool. I, I can't wait to show you that shit because you're gonna, you're gonna play the second playthrough and go like, oh shit, you should do team second and then the might one third. Did you already do a solo one? Right. And then do, 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 you know, do, the, do the two people, and then for the last one, do the solo. The last solo. That makes sense. Do the asshole playthrough where Indy just beats up everyone. That's what it is, basically. Can't wait. You're going to beat up a lot of Nazis and big burly men. They deserve it. They do. They're Nazis, for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck them. And the ones that aren't are in the 30s, so they're probably bad people anyway. Yeah, right. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Women voting? Not in my Chattanooga. <laughs> yeah. What's that in your pocket, sir? Why, it's a can of peas. Oh. I enjoy smoking donuts and eating cigarettes. Delicious and, family breakfast. And drinking the juice out of cans of peas. <laughs> Pea juice. Pea juice, dude. Oh, that's bad. Okay. We got any important things to talk about around I, the I world, wanted, around the America? I was going to talk about the, the, the little uh, thing me and you have been kind of doing. The uh, So, as you all know, 2019's winding down. And that also means that we're winding down the entire decade of the 2010s. It's been 10 years. The 2010s. I decided, me and my brother decided, that we were going to go and make our list of the top 100 best video games of the decade. We've started the preliminary parts of that. We want to wait for, like, all the major releases of 2019 to finish out before we actually get into it, into it. Basically, you're waiting for Death Stranding to come out to see if it deserves a spot. Yeah. And other than that, I don't know what else comes out this year that's worthy of that level of attention. I'm not sure. There's probably some good stuff coming out, but maybe not top, top shelf shit. Yeah. Also need time to play some of the stuff that I missed. Mm Mm-hmm. Like I didn't play Devil May a lot of I missed a lot of stuff from this year so far. I didn't play Devil, Devil May Cry 5, five didn't yeah. play Gears 5. Um I haven't done play Borderlands at all. I I'm really gonna guess that like other entries in those series will probably Well, five Devil May Cry five is probably one of the best ones. So that that, that I can see that one getting in, but maybe not Borderlands three or Gears Five. This decade Maybe Gears Five. I don't know. I think all we got was uh Devil May Cry four? No, I believe you got maybe three. four, but I think you got that not Devil May Cry five, Devil May Cry five. Yeah, DMC. DMC. Yeah. With not Dante. Dante. No, I don't think we got Devil May Cry four either. Yeah, I think we just got DMC Devil May Cry. Yeah. Which is probably won't be as good as Devil May Cry five from what everybody has been saying. So. Oh, uh, it's an excellent game from everything I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like DMC actually. I'm one of those people that likes DMC. Because it, it it plays real good. Well, that's the part of it that is. Can probably hold up past the uh, edgy story. Stupid doesn't understand what Devil May Cry is. Right, we just, yeah, and I think uh, I think you also look at it like not as like a sequel to Devil May Cry. No, it's its own thing. That's it, fine. It's it, so it, independent. It's allowed to exist. I'm not a person that feels like it shouldn't 
Yeah. Like, they tried another take, it didn't work, and then they went back. So, like, fuck it. Yeah, who cares? It's just a footnote in history now. But I think out of all those, like, style of games, I think Bayonetta 1 and 2 are probably better than that, so. Hmm. Bayonetta 2 is still probably best action game of this generation. I guess it counts as this generation? Yeah. I'm hearing good things about Astral Chain, though. I do want to play that, too. See, there's so many games from this year I need to play. Because becoming more of an adult, getting less of that spare time, dude, sucks. I feel, I feel the same way except about movies. Uh, because I'm also, and I don't know if you'll do this as well, but I'm trying to see like what other media would be in like a top list for me in individual categories. Like my favorite movies from 2010 to 2019, my favorite albums from 2010 to 2019. And, and like going through everything that I've watched and listened to and played for a whole decade is actually kind of a long process there's a lot to go through but it is a fun one uh lots of movies that i forgot entirely and would probably rather forget entirely but lots of movies that i love a great deal yeah i would like to give a shine a little spotlight on as little as our spotlight is (laughs) uh and music too if you'd like to partake probably in december when the, the year is actually starting to be over. Right. Maybe into January. Um, yeah, I don't know. Sorry. I'm texting the fat boys. Okay. I got a... We're doing an interesting thing there today where uh, Kuiper's not going to be here, so I have to run him through Discord. Oh. Uh, so we're making sure we're getting that all set up. Uh, all right. All right. All right. Just replace me with Kuiper. Replace Kuiper with me. I will pretend to be Kuiper. I mean, we could do. We could. We could go crazy and do a five-man fat pod. That's up to them. I don't really mind. I'll I ask could, them when I they get just here. Just as easily play Crash Team Racing while you guys talk about foot. I'll ask them when they get here. <laughs> we'll talk about it anyway. Though, back to podcast. I'll just cut this whole little part out. It's probably a good idea to do so. Yeah. What's in the news? I forgot to look at the news. What's in the news? I forgot to look at the news. Well, I'll, I'll bring up something. <laughs> <laughs> can I? Can I? Yeah, talk go ahead, about buddy. Something? Go ahead, buddy. You seeing that Joker movie this weekend? Yeah, that's happening, dude. <laughs> are, gonna, are we gonna get shot, no. dude? Are we gonna get fucking wasted, dude? Wasted is in the GTA concept, not the, not like, bro. I'm so wasted. I hate all the news surrounding this movie. Yeah, I really hate it. I hate the discourse. <laughs> um. It's very contradictory. I, I, I understand not... Some movies come out, and they're not meant to appeal to a certain demographic, but then they do. Uh, like, I don't know, what's an example? Like, something like American History X. Yeah. Uh, definitely not meant to appeal to neo-Nazis and uber-racist people, but some people kind of did feel that way. And felt enamored with the racist culture, even though the entire point of that movie is quite the opposite. Right. So that thing can happen, despite a filmmaker's best intentions or anything. But this movie, everyone forgets how that it always happens. You know, here's a uber violent movie with controversial subject matter. So clearly it is going to make people shoot up movie theaters. We were just talking about shit like this a couple weeks ago with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. How people reacted super negatively and banned that movie across everywhere because they thought it would inspire. 
inspire violence. It's, it's, or that people same. aren't even allowed to look at it. This is literally the same fucking thing. Yeah, it happens all the time. And then from everybody that I've been, like, talking to, like, everybody in, like, at least the media circles that I followed that went to, like, the early showings of the movie, like, yeah. the day early ones that are happening in, like, L.A. and shit, mm-hmm. they're like, we have no idea what the fuck these people are talking about. This isn't, like, some incel anthem. There's nothing to do with any of that. But even if it was, is it a positive incel anthem? Because you have to imagine that the Joker is not someone you're supposed to emulate and identify with. Yeah, no, no, the movie... It's the Joker. You guys are aware of this character, right? He's been around since the 30s. You're literally watching the rise of a villain. This is not, like, Maleficent or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not turning it on his head to make, like, him good. Right, no, it's, like, literally, you're, you're just watching the origin story of a villain. Yeah. That's the idea. I really don't understand how... I mean, there, there could be things that are, like, where you feel bad for him or maybe identify with him, but I think at the end of the day, the line will be drawn in that movie. That's the idea behind it. Yeah, absolutely. He's some, Bad shit's gonna happen to him for being an evil son of a bitch, probably. Sure. And that's how it goes. There's that aspect of the movie criticism. Yeah. But then there's the other aspect that I also want to talk about. Uh, Todd Phillips is a fucking idiot. Yeah, he is. Oh, what a fucking uh, dummy. <laughs> I don't I don't have a personal grudge against Todd Phillips. I enjoyed The Hangover. Yeah, just it was the first a one. fine movie. Uh, when it came out, I liked The Hangover too. But upon repeat viewings, I'm like, oh, it's just literally The Hangover and less funny. And there's, yeah. there's jokes that haven't aged well. In it, too. Um, and mm-hmm. I didn't even bother with The Hangover 3, and I really haven't bothered with any of his other films. But he came out, and he was uh, he said something along the lines of, I stopped doing comedies because you can't do comedy anymore because, you know, blah, 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 triggered, blah, 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 SJWs, basically. <laughs> so oh, it's the same God. old tired shit. I, I don't understand why people think that you can't be funny anymore when jokes that are made on Twitter.com by, like, a profile who's named Assbutt and they just say, like, some random nonsense every day is funnier to me than, like, the majority of media I experienced from the years 2000 to 2010. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like... Comedy's evolved. Yeah. That's, that's the longest short of it. There's Comedy's a lot evolved. more irony. There's a lot more weirdness. Meta comedy. Um, surreal comedy. But, like, that's more interesting than just, like, the guy had diarrhea. The guy has a boner. He fucked the pie. Right. You know, like, and that's kind of the humor that Todd Phillips was known for with stuff like Old School and The Hangover and its sequels. I'm, there were good jokes in The Hangover. Some things work in The Hangover. You know, there's still a place for lowbrow humor. Yeah, but... But you don't necessarily have to go the route of being uber controversial just for the sake of being edgy anymore. Yeah. For your comedy. I don't think you ever had to necessarily, but it was super popular when I was growing up. Yeah, because with, it's... you know, Family Guy and everything else, South Park. Right. And it just it just never ended. It, it, eventually, you push the boundaries so much that the boundaries don't exist. Or it's just not funny anymore. Exactly. And that, that's exactly where we're at. Just comedy has changed. And these people are, are 
standing their ground and refusing to catch up with the times. Even people like Dave Chappelle. Yeah, yeah. Who, so like, who like are still putting out like he, even like he some of his stand up is really funny still. He could still and be yet, quite funny, but he's trying so hard to resist certain changes right. in the world. And you see this I, all the time. That this is this is yeah. some generational shit. This happens in every single one of these generational crossroads yeah. in history. Every single fucking one. Where you have we have the older generation who wants to hold on to what they had and the younger generation wants to push things forward. This is happening, but in the bigger scape of comedy, because now we have a, lo- a louder voice because of the internet. Yeah, that is what's happening. You have you have younger people on the internet shutting these people down or just criticizing them because they're making shitty, lowbrow, dumb humor. Well, yeah, like if Todd Phillips said a dumb thing in the year two thousand, no one would have fucking cared, right? But now in twenty nineteen, he says a dumb thing, and everyone, including Patton Oswalt, says you're a dumb idiot. And points out why they're being a dumb idiot. Right. And it's admittedly not hard to do with this statement. I'm not saying he should get a pass. I'm saying, like, it's deserved, but the the voices can seem loud, I suppose. And I can understand being intimidated by modern culture. Yeah. When trying to make a joke because you're worried that it will offend someone, but... I think a good way to avoid that is just to not be a fucking prick. Right. That's, that's <laughs> it's really not that hard to do. It's pretty simple, I'd say. You, I, I'm a big believer that you can make anything funny. Absolutely anything. Yeah. You spin it the right way. Most of the time when people say something like that, they're a terrible person, though. Uh, <laughs> because they're trying to make an excuse for the ability to say something controversial. Like, I should be able to make a joke about black people because well why not i should be like everything's funny i should be able to make a joke about rape everything's funny you have to have a brain and a conscience yeah (laughs) and the actual comedic chops to make something funny that usually isn't and not everybody has that it's kind of difficult to do because not just the mere mention of something controversial is funny. It's not. Yeah, you have not to... Not even close. It has to be spun the proper way. It's just uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it really has to be spun the proper way. That's how I feel about it anyway. Yeah, I and agree. I wish more people could adapt and evolve. And then you got your Todd Phillips of the world who are just like, you know, I'm the victim here. Boo-hoo is me. Instead of going like, well, maybe that isn't funny anymore. Maybe Boo-hoo. I should do something else. I'm the victim here as I'm raking in my millions. <laughs> and we're also not talking about a comedic genius here. Like, he made The Hangover 3. Yeah. That movie that everyone loves, right? Uh-huh. About five people saw. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So. Fuck him. But, despite all that, I'm still looking forward to this Joker movie. It looks good! Uh, mainly because Joaquin Phoenix is someone who I absolutely love uh in most movies he's in and i'm looking forward to his performance and i'm looking forward to a superhero movie that's kind of like its own thing well it's not really a superhero movie it's a comic book movie i guess but just (sighs) it looks super scorsese inspired and i'm into that i'm also looking forward to scorsese's movie that's coming out soon the irishman Mm -hmm. starring cgi uh everyone (laughs) (laughs) I hope it it doesn't look bad. 
CGI is tricky. Yeah, it's very tricky. We'll see. <coughs> oh, man. Don't die. Sorry. I had to take an allergy because my allergies are getting me today. Give me real good. Ooh, hit him. Lots of movies coming out. That Breaking Bad movie? Oh, shit. Breaking Bad movie coming out. Look I good. I can't wait for that See shit. a trailer? Yeah, of course. Ooh. Ooh. I cannot believe that's happening, by the way. It feels like not real. Yeah. Um, We're going to follow up to Breaking Bad. I, I, I really want to know what the, what the key of it is, because you have to have something good if you're going to follow that up. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really difficult to it has do. has to be amazing. Because, you know, oftentimes a sequel can feel exploitative and unnecessary if it's not good. Right. Yeah. We're, we're no strangers to that here on the Gannon Jub Show. We see We've it. watched many a bad sequel, and we're going to talk about one in about five minutes. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> like, it, it's, it's, it could just be seen as a cash grab. But I believe in Vince Gilligan, and I believe in Aaron Paul... I believe in the team that made Breaking Bad probably the best show of the deck, like the last ten years. Uh, well, it started in two thousand eight, but it's it's kind of like a show from this decade. The majority of it came out in this decade. Um, but man, I really hope they pull it off. But but to be fair, the last time I thought, oh well, they probably shouldn't make this because there's not really anywhere to go, and I don't really feel like there's a story to be told. They made Better Call Saul. Which is yeah. also one of my favorite shows of the decade. I, I can't catch up on that show so bad. It's amazing, though, what I've um, seen. Do it at some point, uh, whenever they drop season four on Netflix, because uh, that was probably the best season of that show so far. It's excellent. Damn. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. It, it's different from Breaking Bad. It has a different vibe. It's Very a different. More, it's a little more chill at times, but it still lets that Breaking Bad moments uh, creep in all the time. Um, and I think it's getting more distressing as it goes on. Like, the first season was very comedic. Had some darker moments, but was very comedic. Yeah. And then it kind of just, like... It's not really a comedy anymore. No, not at all, uh, from what I've heard. Dark, Darkly humorous, as Breaking Bad often was. You know, as dark as that show would get, it would still have some stupid shit in it. Every now and then. <laughs> but yeah, highly recommend checking that out, Justin. Definitely I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on I'm gonna get right the fuck on it I'm gonna get it right up in there and watch that show. And now I don't want you to do it because it sounds gross. Okay. All right. It's okay, all right. buddy. Well, fuck all that. Let's talk about a bad movie. All right, hold on. Let me get ready for this. Okay. Are you drinking a white claw? What is this shit? I need some alcohol. Oh, okay. I will drink a Dr. Pepper because I'm not a degenerate addicted to alcoholic beverages like this jub person. I've literally been waiting to drink this shit all fucking week. <laughs> well, until we talked about this? No, just like in general. <laughs> I've had to work in the morning. I haven't had to fucking... I've been jobbing. I do not support the consumption of alcoholic beverages. Uh. They make you do that. And yep. That's gross. They sure fucking do, bud. I'm probably gonna burp in like five seconds. Actually, you were drinking. Yeah, Dr. Dr. Pepper, Pepper is infinitely worse for that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, without further being a dick, except we're gonna be a dick to this movie, Leatherface. F U C K. 
<laughs> Sorry, that is not correct. <laughs> no one understands what you're referencing. <laughs> because, okay, for, for sometimes when we, we talk about movies, it's like, yeah, this movie's bad, but it's Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Everybody knows this movie. No one, fu- I can't Nobody, think, I don't of think anyone who's movie. wanted to see this ever. Or any of the next five movies we're watching. This is probably going to be painful. Oh, yeah. I bet a lot of people have seen the remake. But oh, other sure. than that, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know many people that have seen Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre three. That's another one of these. Throw <sighs> those, those, the Lost World, Jurassic Park two, look at ass fucking movies. People gotta name their titles better, name their sequel titles better. Like, I know what they were going for here. They were going for a Rambo reference, right? Yeah. Right, that that movie began as Last Blood. No, I'm sorry. First, First Blood. Blood. Last, Last Blood just came one. out and is terrible, apparently. You won't see that on the Gen and Jub wheel anytime soon. But, uh... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Killing Mexicans, the movie. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Sounds yeah, like a bad time. Probably should have chose a better script. Sylvester Stallone. Idiot. Hope you make a better Rocky movie next so we can forgive you. Well, thankfully, he doesn't make them, so... <laughs> That's true. That's true. He used to. Yeah, and then or, you got great shit like Rocky Four oh, and Rocky Five. Rocky Four's great. Rocky Rocky Five though shit. <laughs> yeah, but like, see, when we're talking about stuff like that, everybody's seen it. Everybody knows. No one knows what the fuck you're talking about with typing out a word on a machine. <laughs> but we'll get to it. But we'll get to you'll it. Under- you'll perfectly understand what I mean coming up. It's the best part of the whole fucking movie. Let's start where we stopped last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 coming out. Yes. It's not quite a hit. Yeah. Doesn't quite do that well. Right. So New Line Cinema comes in and talks to Canon. It's like, hey, get them uh, get them film rights? And Canon's like, fuck, sure. I don't want this anymore. Get, the fu- get this fucking shit out of here. <laughs> uh, New Line, of course, had great success in the 80s. Making Nightmare on Elm Street and its multiple, multiple, never-ending sequels. Yes. They have experience with running series into the ground and destroying them and sucking the creativity out of them. Yes. So, what better franchise to exploit next than the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? By forcing a third one into a speedy production at the low, low cost of probably nothing from Canon Films. There you go. There you have it. We're making Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, everybody. The profits cannot not go up. We have to make a profit. Oh, God. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Wait, did it did it bomb? Oh, yeah, just But, like, but like did, is this super low budget? We'll get into it. So... It feels like it's super low budget. Uh, their key idea here is to rebrand it and kind of like make it so that Leatherface, more than the other psychopaths in the Sawyer family, is the key face of the franchise and the, the, the main villain of the film. I don't know if they necessarily succeeded, no, given what like we saw. It's like the same. But certainly in all the marketing, he's front and center. But that's the case for the other two as, as well. Yes, yeah, so I'm not and sure what they every other going movie for. since. So, like... I don't know what they were going for here. I don't know. Um, Leatherface was always the, the front-facing thing of it, because he's the one who's going around fucking these kids up. So we watched the trailer. Yeah. The trailer's great. 
The trailer for this movie is great. It's stupid as fuck. If, if you're not familiar, you can go check it out. I recommend it. <laughs> I recommend the trailer for this movie more than the fucking movie itself. I agree, yes. Leatherface is standing on the edge of a lake, uh, but you're not like necessarily sure it's Leatherface at first. And yeah. then a lady in the water throws a chainsaw out of the water and he catches it. Just like it's like it's Excalibur. The lady in the lake throws Excalibur out and King Arthur grabs it. It's amazing. It's funny it's such as a fuck. stupid, weird, out there idea. Uh, so this trailer was shot before production even began. <laughs> they it rushed, feels like it, dude. They rushed this into production so that they could have a trailer attached to uh, Nightmare on Elm Street <laughs> 5, I want to say. Uh, released in 89. Yeah. And then this was going to come out that year. Oh, it's going to come out in 89 That originally. fucking year in November. Oh, yeah, fuck in that. In 89. That didn't Did not make that release and got pushed to January of 1990. But this production of this trailer was rushed, and they did had no fucking plans for what the actual movie was supposed to be. But the title was in place, Leatherface, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 3. Sure, easy to uh, do. Kane Hodder... Of uh, Jason Voorhees fame and stunt work fame, plays Leatherface in this little teaser. Yeah. He would not play Leatherface in the actual film, at least all the time. He is the stunt coordinator for Texas Chainsaw 3, and he plays Leatherface's stunt double in the actual movie. So New Line is interested in big names for the directors. You know, they want a real hit on their hands. So they're like, maybe we'll get Tom Savini, the special effects genius uh, he did the effects for Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Uh, Tom Savini says no. I believe he was making a remake of Night of the Living Dead around the time. I don't know much about that movie. I assume it's not good. Yeah, probably. nobody talks about it. Right. Be that as it may, they also approach Peter Jackson, who, of course, during this era, was more well known for complete fucking degeneracy. Yes. <laughs> More so than he would become to be known as Lord of the Rings man. Yeah. Uh, but in this era, he was more famous for movies like uh, Brain Dead and Meet the Feebles. Bad yes. Taste. Uh, just gory, schlocky, fun movies. Uh, highly recommend Brain Dead yeah. or Dead Alive as it's, it's known in yeah. the US. That movie is one of my favorite horror films. It is so fucking stupid and ridiculous. It's 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 that it's that type of horror movie, as I've discussed before. Yeah, <laughs> that's like the that, right side of your brain horror so movie. Like, like Return of the Living Dead level. Yes. Fucking, yeah. Reanimator. Yeah. Gremlins two. Right. You know <laughs> that side of your brain, which is my favorite side of horror movies. You personally, know, the schlockier the better. I honestly wish Texas Chainsaw 2 was schlockier, so it could be right up there with the rest of those. Instead of just, like, kind of dumb. That's the problem with that movie. It's just kind of dumb. But I will say, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 makes Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 look like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1. This is correct. (laughs) You want to talk about dumb and boring? It's a fun equation for you. Peter Jackson says no, big shocker. Nobody really wants to make this movie. Because nobody fucking wants to touch this shit. No, not really. It's a landmine. Not after two. And maybe not ever. I don't know how high profile we get after this, as far as directors go. We'll we'll see. We'll analyze it as we go. I mean, I'm sure there's some up-and-coming horror people who are like, yeah, Texas Chainsaw movie, yeah. But I, I don't know for sure. 
how interested people are in trying to replicate a classic. Yeah. It's got to be difficult to do. And and no one has succeeded. <laughs> no, not really. So The only ones that have succeeded took it a totally different direction. So since they can't really get anybody, they go for nobody. And this nobody's name is Jeff Burr. Sorry, Jeff Burr. I'm not meaning to insult you too much. wasn't really your fault that this movie ended up this way, as we'll go into it. Jeff Burr directed a movie called From a Whisper to a Scream, starring Vincent Price, and that was a critical hit, I guess. I, I don't really know. Maybe not so much, but enough to get him noticed to make a movie called Stepfather 2. Huh. What a hit. <laughs> anyway. Right. And then, you know, he would get this job to make Texas Chainsaw 3. And after that, his career would kind of go the direction where he's making horror sequels and that's it. Pumpkinhead 2, Puppet Master 4, Puppet Master 5. That kind of became this guy's life after oh, this. Oh, One of those guys. Unfortunate. But any creative vision he could have brought to the project was extinguished because Burr was hired two weeks before shooting. Good No God. time to prepare. No control over the film. This was New Line's baby, and they didn't care what anyone else had to say about it. So Burr has had problems with studio interference in general throughout his career. He has talked shit about multiple studios. Uh, he said, in fact, despite directing over 20 films, he only considers three of them to be his own. The aforementioned From a Whisper to a Scream... Uh, and then movies called Eddie Presley and Straight Into Darkness. Burr said all his other films had, quote, decisions that were made, in my estimation, that weren't the best. So those are the three I stand behind without a mountain of qualifications. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. <laughs> so perhaps due to this lack of ability to be allowed to have a creative vision for this project. Jeff Burr is kind of perhaps clashes with the studio. I'm just trying to come up with a reason for why this would happen. But apparently he was fired before production began. <laughs> and then promptly rehired because when they couldn't fucking get anyone else to touch the movie. <laughs> Good lord. I, I'm not too sure of the validity of this, but I want to believe it's true because it's funny. Everything else I've kind of looked into a little more. Not this, this one I can't find a whole lot more evidence of that he was fired and rehired, but it's funny. That's funny as hell. <laughs> That's great. So, Fuck you. Get off my set. Oh, oh God. They just, get some, they just get some writer. I didn't even bother remembering his name. He didn't do a very good job. We'll call him Bob. Bob. Now, Toby Hooper wanted to write it. He wanted to at least be involved, and he apparently sent them a scripts treatment for a third Texas Chainsaw movie. But he decided to bow out after uh, scheduling conflicts arose from his 1990 film titled Spontaneous Combustion. I bet that was a hit. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I mean, is it good or bad that you don't get Toby Hooper to provide some insight? I, I'm going to lean towards bad because, like, even though we kind of, like, trashed it last week, Texas Chainsaw 2 still has interesting it's a lot more, ideas and an interesting approach. It's a lot Much more, more interesting than this one. Any, any, I think anything you can make is more competent than this. Yeah, I would say so. It, it makes sense that this is just, like, a stupid shit-out shit studio, baby. Yeah. 
It definitely does. It feels like it when you watch it. Right. It's just boring. You know, they would sh- shoot down like many of Jeff Burr's ideas because it wasn't it wasn't his show. You know? Right. Uh, he wanted to film in Texas on 16 millimeter film, just like the original did. And that would have maybe made it interesting if it looked like the original, kind of yeah. had that same vibe. But New Line had already built a house set in California. So they said, nope, using this house set that we built for the for the Psycho's house, got to film in California. I believe this is the only Texas Chainsaw movie to not be filmed in Texas. All is the this other the only are, one? This oh, is the okay. only one. That's good. It makes sense to film it in Texas. It's in it's the a fucking movie. title. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a movie about Texas. Yeah, you might as well. I mean, I, I, you don't have to film on location. It doesn't matter. You could Steven Spielberg it and be like, we're only shooting in America for Crystal Skull. But Steven, how do we film, like, this foreign country? Ah, let's go Hawaii. Let's hang out. <laughs> like, I, I guess you could do that. But I don't know. It's not like it's outside the U.S., yeah, film in Texas. It's a big ass state. It's probably lots of places to do use. Oh yeah. So filming took place at a ranch near California's Six Flags Magic Mountain theme park. <laughs> oh. And apparently, Jeff Burr said in some takes, although it was mostly ADR'd out, you could hear screams from the theme park of people on the roller coasters in the background. <laughs> <laughs> they should have left it. They should have left the screams in. It would have gave a better scary atmosphere than the film itself provides. Got him. Ooh, take Ooh, that, get Jeff. Burr. Get him. I don't know. This is really his fault. Let's talk about our characters. If there, if there's any, were there characters in this movie? There's a couple. It's debatable. Let's start with Leatherface. Yeah. Burr wants Gunnar Hansen to return as Leatherface. Gunnar Hansen did not return as Leatherface. It's the same shit. Hansen backed out because they couldn't agree on pay. You know, it's, it's probably not a lot that he's asking for. This is a man that's only been in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. And that's it. After that, his career has to mostly consist of signing pictures of Leatherface. I bet. At, yeah. like, horror conventions? Yes, he's probably like... I, I really feel like if you gave him enough money, he would come back. It's like, or we could pay this guy in Or we in could pay this guy who no one's ever heard of to do it for nothing. So that's what they did. Of course. A guy named R.A. Mihailhoff. Or Mihailhoff. Yeah. I don't know how you're supposed to say a stupid name. Uh, I don't know. And oh, I'm going to forget it as soon as we're done with this. Stupid name. Uh, this is the third man to play Leatherface, if you don't count Kane Hodder doing it in that trailer. Um, <laughs> no word on if they reached out to Bill Johnson from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Maybe he was too busy doing a stupid dance with a chainsaw over his head. I don't know. <laughs> I think if we're ranking the Leatherfaces, this is number two for me. Because yeah. Bill Johnson still did a worse job. In, in, like, portraying the character. This at least had some funny scenes in it where he did things that I liked. Yeah, sure. As Leatherface. So, at least good job for that. But the rest of the movie is fairly uninspired. Yeah, quite And that's saying uninspired. it, that's putting it lightly. Our new leads. <coughs> yeah, sure. A couple driving a car. This is Kate Hodge as Michelle. No last name. And William Butler as Ryan. No last name. What great, well-rounded characters they are. They don't even get last names. Uh, Both would go on to be in multiple forgettable horror roles. Is that a surprise to you? No. (laughs) 
But it's worth noting, William Butler was also a writer. And he would go on to write the best horror trilogy of all time, Jusby. Ginger Dead Man. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Are you not familiar with Ginger Dead I Man? I have no fucking clue what you're talking Guys, about. Guys, you gotta look up some clips from Ginger Dead Man. It's not good. It's really terrible. But Ginger Dead Man is a horror movie where a gingerbread man kills people. Yeah, and, obviously. And of note, I don't know if he plays him all the time, but at least in the first one, the ginger dead man is voiced by Gary Busey. So that's important to know. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Holy and, fuck. And uh, this franchise would eventually cross over with another legendary horror franchise, uh, Evil Bong. And you got Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong uh, in recent years. Yeah, it's... <laughs> You know, take that, Marvel. You think you have a cinematic universe? Yeah, Fuck you. You ain't got nothing. <laughs> Fuck out of here, nerds. Let's talk about the new psychos that we have on yeah, display. Yeah, whole new family. We got Aragorn himself. He's Viggo here. Mortensen He's is here. here. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. His name is Tex. Oh. <laughs> In Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. We got Joe Unger as the hook-handed Tinker. I looked up their names because I wasn't familiar with their names. Yeah, what I knew. viewing the film, out of all of them, I remember Tex it. because they made a note of it. Right. Little scene where he was like, I just want to be called Tex. <laughs> like, he was like, okay. But, uh, the hook-handed guy is Tinker. Uh, Tom Everett as that, uh, you know, motherfucker. Alfredo is this man's name. Oh, Alfredo I don't think they mentioned that once. Name. No, they, they do. They do mention it once. I, I feel like I would have remembered the name Alfredo because it's pretty stupid. But whatever. Uh, I mean, his only good scene is when he's just like bitching about having to take out dead bodies. And he's just like, don't you motherfuckers tell me what I should do. Yeah. <laughs> um, which was parodied in uh, the AVGN Texas Chainsaw video. Yes. Which I'll keep bringing up. I don't give a shit. And uh, Miriam Bird Nethery as Mama Sawyer. Unnamed child actor as the little girl character, which we'll get to. Uh, nobody here really has a steady career after this. Except Vigo. Vigo's Aragorn. Right. <laughs> so that probably helped. But most importantly, we got to talk about Ken Forey, the man, the myth, the legend. Yes. From Dawn of the Dead himself, plays Benny, easily the best character in the movie. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed the fact that he was a more prepared, more capable protagonist than these movies usually have. And we'll get into that as we get into the actual plot of the movie in a little bit. Uh, you know what? I was about to say something, but we'll leave it for us to get into the plot. Probably for the rest of this shit. So let's start doing that, Jusby. You want to hit me up with what happens in this movie? It's not a lot. It can't take long. So we got Dummy A and Dummy B driving a car. Okay? <laughs> Girl dummy, boy dummy. Mm -hmm. Both dummies. They they couple? They couple. Like, they were a couple. Are they from their dialogue, still a couple? From their dialogue, it seems like they're, they're, they just broke up mm -hmm. over, I guess, the girl about going to another country. Okay. And then he, I guess, like just him wanting to stay home and her wanting to leave, and then it kind of pulled them apart. But right. he decided to take one last road trip with her to deliver her car to her father. Yeah, down in uh, Texas. He's the true victim of this movie because that car gets fucked up. It's done. 
That's Dunzo car. Done. It's a nice car too. Mm-hmm. Oh well. He just ruined that car for this movie. What the fuck? Big rip. It's probably most of the budget. Yeah. <laughs> the cars. It's the three cars that they fuck up in this. There movie. were explosions. There were explosions. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, most of the budget. But they're they're doing a big old drive down the road and there's radio playing. Driving scene. down the road and there's a truck. We're gonna flip them off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I had to reference a Newgrounds meme from the year 1812. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> a war was happening then. People weren't on Newgrounds. People were writing on walls and caves back then. <laughs> on silent films. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the past. Good God. <laughs> anyway, you got you got dummies driving down your road and listening to the radio. And radio's like, big spooky time, guys. There's dead bodies being discovered in big pits. There's lots of them. It's spooky, fellas. Trying to recapture this feeling. It's yeah. The first movie. It's basically just saying, like, hey, did you guys see the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? That's happening. Yeah, we're doing that again. <laughs> we're doing it again. They're like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. And then the, 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 the two people are like, oh, that's kind of spooky, guys. And then they just keep driving. And they, it gets to nighttime. It started in the daytime. And now it's nighttime. And they pull up to a checkpoint that's right by where this shit's happening. The scene doesn't really lead to anything, but there's a couple interesting things in it. Yeah, you have these two guys uh, working for, I guess, like... A cleanup crew of some sort? Yeah, I guess. They're, they're like in hazmat suits. Picking up these dead bodies and plopping them in a thing and disposing of them. And they're just like, man, this shit gross as fuck. And they're correct. But, yeah, it's pretty gross. <laughs> but they're acting like generally dicks. Uh, worth noting here, there's a couple reporters, and one of them is actually Caroline Williams from Texas Chainsaw 2 in a cameo as a stretch. Uh, I don't know why, though, because as we discussed, is this movie canon? Or is this, like, its own thing? It's super hard to tell. I feel like it has to be its own thing, although there's some things that are, like, continuity with the previous two movies, and some things that just aren't. If anything, it has to be, like, branching off of one into three instead of two. But then she's in this movie. It's just a cameo, but she is on screen. So, and she's supposed to be playing her character from two, now more grown up and an actual reporter as opposed to a radio DJ. But, like, they don't make mention of it. It could just be an unnamed person. It could just be a reference. But I don't know what they actually thought when they were making this. Who knows? Uh, I am of the opinion that this is a secondary, the first of probably many, universe in its own little circle on a timeline map. Just features similar characters, and that's it. I mean, I guess it's technically a sequel to one, because, like... (sighs) The only continuity from one is the narration at the beginning kind of alludes to the events of one, but then has a different endpoint than where we got to in two, because two says they got away... And then this one says that, like, they kind of didn't. And then the the primary Sawyer, like, I guess the cook... Yeah, have to be. Uh, ...got arrested. But then Leatherface was said to be just, like, an alias of his, which wasn't the case. And then Le- Leatherface is still around, is kind of what the, the opening narration alludes yeah, to. right. Uh, by the way, are they going to do that for every single one of these movies? Oh, absolutely. You, fu- you bet your <laughs> sweet ass, buddy. It's like the Star Wars opening crawl at this point. You yeah. have to have the, you know... This really happened. Jonathan Frakes comes in. It never happened. We made it up. <laughs> but, uh... <False. laughs> complete fabrication. 
but anyway, the continuity would be that Leatherface has a gimp leg in this movie, which would be explained from the first one where he saws it at the end. Right. But other than that, it's completely different Sawyer family. And, like, you can add, like, one and, like, maybe give an excuse for adding one. Like, they did in two with Chop Top. Like, Chop Top's not in one. But they were just like, you know, we can assume that he was in Vietnam at the time. Yeah. You know, that's easily excusable. Like, there's, like, five new members of the Sawyer family in this one. Are they Where actually they Sawyers? from? Yeah, they're named Sawyer. What the fuck? They all have their own little nicknames. They're all supposed to be Leatherface's brothers, in addition to the other ones, too. Like, how many people are in this family wait are you serious yeah i didn't realize that they were supposed to be Sawyers. no they're supposed to be sawyers and so is the old woman i don't know what her relation is to all of this if it's canon with the other ones that's why i kind of lean towards the, it not being right it's its own thing this is a different universe entirely uh the shitty universe that we don't talk about yeah it is <laughs> shitty all right so whatever we get you know a cop tells him to just keep driving and don't stop for nothing that's really all we get out of this and yeah. then they and then they go and they immediately stop. Yeah, they hit an armadillo. Oops. And then this, in what is a, an utterly pointless scene, uh, besides, I guess, doing a very weird foreshadow towards the end of the movie, where the girl goes pick up Rock and Mercy kill the armadillo, and then she's like, I can't do it! And the guy's like, all right, I'll do it, and he just does it. And then they keep driving. Yeah. This is the goriest <laughs> scene in the movie, and I wish I was joking. Yeah, it's fucking weird. <laughs> We'll get to that in a bit, once we get to the actual killing. But then they uh, they stop at a gas station. As you do in these movies. And right before usually. they stop there, you have uh, Aragorn getting dropped off. <laughs> He's dropped off there by somebody. And you're, yeah. like, you're like, okay, just dropped off. And then... Do you instantly know that he's probably one of the psychopaths yeah, at this point? Instantly. I, I would say so. I think just walking up and him being familiar... With, with the, the one weirdo guy right. who's working the gas station? Yeah. Yeah. Then you immediately know, okay, like there's something going on here. He's being an upfront weirdo, kind of like your your hitchhiker character, yeah, or your chop top. And the other one's kind of like more like Vigo's acting more concealed and like you know trying to hide it, yeah, kind of like your cook character would be in the original. Uh, so yeah, it, just because it's that dynamic, there's like any twist you could have had from Tex being actually on the side of the cannibals is ruined, I feel, because yeah. like, you instantly know that he's probably on their side. Right. And they also talk about a trap being sprung right in front of the audience mm-hmm. right after the scene. But Right. Anyway, gas station attendant is creepy. And talks about fucking the girl. And she's like, mm. And she's like, no. And then she goes to the bathroom and he like peeps on her through a hole and Aragorn goes to beat his ass. And then the guy like shoots at them and shoots at Aragorn and then they just drive away. Yeah, all scared. And the only thing of note to mention is I guess uh, Tex gives the guy a uh, shortcut to go on this road that's not on the map. And uh, that'll be a quick shortcut. And then they think they see the cowboy Tex get killed by the gas station attendant. So I guess that influences the dude to believe him. I guess. Like, this is a complicated trap if this is how it was supposed to be set up. Yeah. Because the trap in my mind, if it's supposed to go the way everything went here, is to make them think that Tex is on the level and a guy they should believe so that he can lure them to the road where Leatherface can try to kill them. But then in order to do that, they fake kill Tex, like the gas station attendant does. 
But that is a very complicated and stupid plan. Yeah. And it works, but only because the movie said it works. Right. (laughs) It's basically what I'm saying. It's really dumb. So anyway, they go road. They go road, and then it get dark. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, uh uh-oh, tire go flat. No, wait, no. Before that, you would truck. You'd say, oh, the gas, you come back to the gas station, and like, oh, the trap is sprung! Motherfucker. Motherfucker. <laughs> and then. <laughs> is he Daffy Duck? Yes. <laughs> and then, got a big old trucky truck pulls out, looks like a Hummer. The Leatherface Mobile. Yeah, I guess so. It's it has like, skin on it. Yeah, what the fuck, are you kidding me with this shit? <laughs> They gotta sell a Hot Wheels set. Leatherface and the Leatherface mobile. I imagine, like, Texas driving it. I assume you never uh, see this driving it. Uh, it could be the other guy. No, he had a different truck. Yeah, that's right. Tinker. Yeah. Guy with the earrings. And, yes, I guess it would have had him in Tex. I suppose. Who actually knows? Who cares? I don't. I don't either. Let's know continue. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Truck gets... You start gaining them. They're like, they start panicking because they're they're well, already spooked. yeah. They're like, what the fuck? They're is already going spooked on? before we get to this point. And then uh, the truck pulls right up on him and throws a dead fox or a coyote. A coyote, it's probably a coyote. Actually, a dead coyote at the front of the windshield and breaks it. I don't know necessarily what they're suggesting by this, but both the coyote and the armadillo have earrings on them, and it's the same earrings that Tinker wears. The other guy, yeah. Uh, is that suggesting that the armadillo was owned by them, too? I guess so. Is the armadillo part of the trap? How much did they think about this galaxy brain plan planned out by fucking inbred hillbillies that eat people? <laughs> I, I don't understand. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Literally not how this works. And then they'll hit the armadillo. <laughs> and when they do, they're gonna have to stop for gas. Wait, but what? So, <laughs> so anyway... They, they stop because the coyote hits them? Yeah, and they have to get it off the car. Yes. But then while that happens, um, I guess their tire gets blown out because they were veering around and they hit something. So yeah. They, so their tire gets blown out and they're like, fuck, we gotta change a tire. Mm, dude's being a bitch about it. He's like, all right, we'll fix the tire. Hey, it's dark now. I'm scared. I guess you have reason to be scared, but like... Yeah, you're getting hunted. He sucks. He's a useless fuck of a character. Yeah, he sucks. You know, he's bad. I actively wanted him to die throughout the entire movie, and I guess I got my wish, but I didn't get it in a satisfying way. No. What a boring guy. What a boring movie. Anyway. <laughs> so they're fixing the tire, and you hear some creaky creaks, and then you, you did the camera like goes up. You only see his leg, and you hear him walking up, and the girl like, I hear something. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, fuck you, dumbass. Give me the light. <laughs> and she's still veering off because these characters are stupid. Yeah. He's like, give me the fucking light, dude. He's changing a tire. Like, yeah. You dead ass need to give him some fucking light. You can't he probably would have gotten in away. The pitch black darkness. Yeah. Yeah, they probably would have gotten away before dumbass Leatherface showed up and tried to saw at them. If uh, but gave him the light. Leatherface shows up and tries to saw at them. Yeah, and then he a saws lot. at their trunk. They're able to get in the car without him doing too much damage to them, but then he's sawing through the trunk and he's chasing them and does yeah. quite a lot of damage to their and shit. And then they back into Leatherface and yeah. then pull away. Yeah. That happened, I guess. Yeah. Big spooked. First of many not exciting horror scenes in this horror film. Hmm. Something sure off here. Mm. So they. They're panic driving now. 
Yeah. Because we had to spend the first, like, 45 minutes of this movie just driving. <laughs> it's and like Manos the Hands of Fate. Yeah. Just driving. They're panic driving now, though, and they're freaking out, and then they're not paying much attention as they're driving down the street, and the boy's like, you need to fucking pull over. We need to tighten the lug nuts the rest of the way or the tire's gonna fall off. She's like, fuck you, we're driving. He's like, pull the fucking car over. And so they go to pull the car over, and they uh, run into another truck. Yeah, there's also possibly a dead guy on the road. I don't remember this very well. What they did was, I think, I think no, I think Tex was on the road. Okay. And then he spooked them. Yeah. And then made them both crash. Yeah. Again, galaxy brain plan that doesn't make any sense. He's able to just know what everybody's about to do. Yeah, it's stupid. Oh, well. So both they, they crash, then we, uh... Do we get our best character? Who comes Benny, out of the truck, Benny, who was like a doomsday prepper on the weekends. I don't know what the fuck. They didn't really go into his character. No, I a think whole he's. Lot. I think he's. Uh, he's national guard. Army, he, or army he, reserve. He mentioned sorry. something that like he likes to like you know do survivalist stuff. As he's a soldier, he said only on weekends. Yeah, sure. He's a. He's that's like a that's like an army reserve. That thing. makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, so he has like training. Is the idea? Yeah, he's a capable person with a gun. Right. And with survival skills. In this movie, with two dumb characters who aren't able to do anything. So right, that's so, cool. So he helps them out of their crash car, and he's like, don't need to wait here. He gives them some pain pills. <laughs> right. And then another guy pulls up, and this is our uh, our, la- our last introduced, one of our last introduced psychos, Tinker. Mm-hmm. And he asks him if he could help him flip his truck over, because his truck's all flipped over. And the guy's like, okay. But, uh, actually, right before that happened, they, the kids mentioned that they were coming, being come up by a guy with a chainsaw. The first dude doesn't believe them. It's like, oh, they probably have head trauma. Makes sense. Sensible thing to do in that situation. These idiots have head trauma. Yeah, 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 yeah. What the fuck? You gave us pills? We're gonna fall asleep. You guys are gonna get CTE. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, come on. They get CTE from watching this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh trauma but not of the fun kind so while he's talking to good old good old tinker there he notices the chainsaw in the back of the truck yeah and he's like oh shit uh oh cause they now were, he realizes were. that these people might have been on the level talking about chainsaws in the woods and stuff so he's like alright I'm gonna go prep for this shit and he's like give me a minute and runs back to his Loading car gun starts putting his putting his AK together his mm-hmm. AR sorry he put, starts putting his AR-15 together yeah I think it's an AR-15. Look like one, or some kind of assault rifle. It's gun. Big gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is that. It's gun. Anyway, so good old Tinker starts getting a little, little sus. What's going on over there? And he loses his patience while, while, while dude man's building his gun, and uh, goes to ram the car. And he's like, "Oh shit!" Just barely gets his gun put together in time, and rolls away and falls down a hill. And he runs into Leatherface. They have, a, they have a little scrap for a little bit. Just a little scrap. Nothing really major happens. Yeah. Well, uh, Letterface gets gets a good hit in on him and goes to saw him. And then uh, there's a random girl. Right. Who's like, come after me. And then Leatherface me, starts chasing want. her. And Leatherface chases her. Right. Instead. Uh, I don't really know. They didn't really explain much about this side plot at all. Well, it ends very quickly. It is generally pointless. Yes, it is. So he finds his girl. So, yeah, he finds his girl, and then she, uh... Oh, by, by the way, while this is going on, the two kids are asleep. <laughs> and... Useful characters. Yeah. And he asks her, like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> like, mm. like, what the fuck? She's like, she's really fucked up and like near catatonic, near manic, near crazed. Yeah, she will, uh, yeah she's definitely crazy at this yeah. point. And she's like, I've been I've been running from them for weeks, two weeks, I think is what she says. All everybody, all my sisters are dead. We were road tripping together, and it's just me left, and I've been avoiding them. So this uh. And she's, like, laughing at certain aspects yeah. of it, too. Like, this could have been an interesting aspect to play with in this movie. Like, someone who, like, maybe not necessarily Stockholm syndromes, but, like, someone who has been their prisoner for a long time. And kind of, like, knows what's up, but is also, like, a crazy person because of it. Right. Could have been an interesting thing to play with in this movie. Yeah, too bad they kill her. <laughs> yeah, they like kill her immediately. She, like, leaves Benny behind and... Betty leaves her behind. As well. Oh well, yeah. Well, she he says, says stay to right do there. So. He says stay right there, and then he goes and leaves to go get go to get the kids. Right. And then while that's happening, Leatherface just shows up and kills her. Oops. Wow. Why did you introduce that character movie? To kill her. Great. She's dead now. Thank you. Yay! I, think, I think she was on screen for like two and a half minutes. What was the fucking point? Well, you, you got an answer for that? No, I just wanted to just let it hang there. Um, <laughs> cuz there isn't one. There it is. Ugh. This movie is boring. So while that's happening, I guess is around the same time. Uh, the kids wake up and they're like, "Oh shit, we high as fuck." <laughs> they start going off looking for Benny. Oh, Benny's looking for the kids. But Letterface finds finds the kids. Um, they they start running from him and uh the, the dude, I forget his name. Uh, I don't remember any of the characters' names. That's so. fine. They barely remember their names in the movie. He trips over one of their traps in the yep. woods. And he gets caught by a wire, and the letterface just trapped. runs up and saws his ass, I guess. We can't really tell, because he goes at him with the saw, and then it cuts away. Now, this is a thing that happens frequently in this movie. Yeah. And it's frustrating. And... It, it's not like the first Texas Chainsaw movie is good because of its gore. There's very little of it. But it's more successful at giving you a horrific vibe without it. Right. You don't need it. It cuts the right way. It, yeah. it cuts away from the descript violence mm. happening, but then gives you, like, something happening within the violence Well, because still, that's by design. This movie is supposed to be gory. And originally was. Um, this movie... Uh-oh was originally rated X due to its blood and gore. And it had to be submitted and severely edited. It had to be submitted and resubmitted to the MPAA 11 times with multiple additional cuts being made in order to secure an R rating. So I don't know if it was the problem in the movie itself or if the MPAA were just being sticklers about this, but all the gore is gone from the movie. Not a bit remains. Except for a shot off ear later, <laughs> but other than that, like all the gory killing scenes are just gone. Isn't it funny completely. how like that just like not even like a significant amount of gore would garner you an X rating back then, even in the eighties? Yeah. And then like today, like Rob Zombie can do his fucking rub some gore on my dick jerky bullshit. <laughs> Isn't it fascinating? Yeah, it, it is weird how things have changed. But even if you look back at Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. Yeah. It's much There's gorier. more gore in that movie. There's a lot of gore in that movie. The one, one scene, dude hits the fucking wall and just, like, guts spill out. Yeah. Flat out. Like, oh, hey, here's a bunch of fucking body parts. Yeah. It's There's gross. a lot of fucking disturbing shit in that one that is gory. But it's funny. 
Like with that one uh, kid getting his head cut off at the beginning. Yeah. And blood spurts up. This is a pretty common thing in the 80s and 90s, though. Uh, because they're trying to appeal to a mass audience. And in order to appeal to the mass audience, you have to have your movie rated R. Otherwise, no one will go fucking see it. So they whittle it down. That's it all really, you can do, I guess. It really hurt this film. Uh, I feel so, yeah. Now, I'm not... I don't need blood. I don't need gore, but honestly, I needed something to make me not bored in this movie. Right, that's the thing. Uh, and, and it wasn't there. It wasn't there at all. Make the fucking Rob Zombie's Halloween's more entertaining. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know about the second one. No, definitely not the second one. The second one's trash. They're both pretty bad, though. But the first one's at least, uh... That's at least more, a film. It's more competent than yeah. this movie. <laughs> uh, this movie barely feels competent at times. Two has so much blood in it. Oh my god. Damn. What the fuck? The movie probably had to be barely resubmitted to get whittled down. I don't even know if we watched Did we watch the unrated version, though? Yeah. So this movie, an unrated movie, uh, an unrated version does exist. It does? Oh, yeah. shit. But we didn't watch that because we just fucking rented it for a dollar because nobody wants this movie. Nobody cares about this movie. <laughs> right. Um, so we saw the theatrical version. But I'm glad we did so that we could get the brunt of what audiences felt in 1990 when they saw this movie. Right. Which was, that sucked. <laughs> yeah. So at least we can know how people felt back then. So the girl takes off running after this happens. And her, her she's convinced that her boyfriend's fucked. And well, he is. She yeah. He tells her to go, and she does. Right. And you know what? Fuck him. You broke up anyway. <laughs> Bye, bitch. Later. Plus, like, yeah, it's a smart thing to just go. He's, he's about to die. <laughs> and so she finds a house. Oh, boy. Remember this happened in the first movie? Uh-oh, it's house. You think it is safe, but it is actually where they live. Oops. Whoops. So this time there's a little Whoops. girl there. Yeah, so you think maybe it's going to have a different vibe. Maybe this is a prisoner of theirs, but no, she is one of them. Yep, she stabs the girl in the leg. Yeah. <laughs> it's great, actually. I would have preferred this character having more development. Yeah. And it could have been interesting because they don't really go into it more than the fact that there's just, there's just one of them's a little girl. Texas daughter, I guess. Yeah, I think and so. And it's not really explained well because, like, you get you get this sense, and they even talk about it a little bit, that, like, these characters do not have sex or have much desire for it. Right. They had a weird scene where they talked about, like, removing private parts and shit because you don't need them. Yeah. Uh, okay. It was a really weird scene. Felt really out of place. Not really part of the rest of the movie. Yeah, What definitely. anyone else was talking about. <sighs> Which a lot of this movie feels like, but that's probably because it had to be edited down and also because it was, you know, a slapdash fucking piece of shit film. Right. Uh, probably more that than anything else. Runs into the little girl. Uh, is the old woman, too, in here? Uh, not yet. Eventually. Yeah, but after, after she uh, gets stabbed, she gets captured... Oh, she gets grabbed by Tex. Yes, yeah, the yeah. reveal that it's Tex. What a reveal! Whoa. Who would have expected Viggo Mortensen also, to be in uh, this movie for more than two minutes? Whoa! The little girl's room's hella creepy because there's like fucking just bones everywhere. Skull. Like <laughs> instead of like having like a she has like a tea party thing. I like this detail. Yeah. Where like there's just a skull sitting in one of the set the chairs. Yeah, that's it's great. just a skull. <laughs> it's like where you'd have like a fucking teddy bear. It's just, like, it's just a skull. Like, she plays there's the bones. really... Yeah! She rattles the bones. Rattle me. <laughs> and that could have been a, such a creepy, neat little detail for this movie to have and be about. But instead, it's just it's just a footnote. 
It's just like this will be a creepy visual. There it is. It's done. Cut, print. Movie over. <laughs> God. <laughs> Eyes rolled to the back of my fucking head. We got the dinner scene just like always where she's tied up and the whole she's family's She's not tied here. up this time. She's nailed up, motherfucker. That is a good detail. It is it's further than the last couple. Uh, that hurts. Ow. Ouch, oof, ouch, oof. Ow, my hands. Mm-hmm. Don't do that, please. Managed to miss the tendons, I guess. <sighs> yeah, It's really hard in hands. People are really resilient in these movies. Uh, in this movie. Not in the other ones. In this movie, people can survive lots of injuries. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, the whole family's here. Tex, Tinker... Not Alfredo. I think they reference Alfredo. Yeah, he's out there. gathering the bodies. Shit. Leatherface himself, who actually, oddly enough, is never referred to as Leatherface in this film. They only call him Junior. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's still this weird thing where, like, she's Mama, <laughs> but Mama to all of them? I guess so, yeah. And then Leatherface is brothers with all of these characters. Who's the dad? Was the dad Grandpa? Was she married to Grandpa? I don't think so. I don't know anything. I don't think Grandpa is here, and he looks like Grandpa always did, but I think he's just dead at this point. I don't think these people are actually related. No? This is, this is, uh, that's why I was really surprised when you said that they were all Sawyers. They're supposed to be Sawyers. It is said so in the cast list. Because they they don't, I don't think most of them, like, exude features of actually being family with each other. It seems like this is something that, like, these are all, like, maybe... Maybe they were all, like, people who came from the old meat factory or whatever. Oh, that could have made a lot of sense if they thought about it. But Where no, they they're Sawyers, say. Justin. They're all Sawyers. Stupid. Yeah, it is really dumb. That would make more sense. Like, they're supposed these... to be all related. That's a family. This is bullshit. The Saw is family. It's on the fucking poster. God. They wrote it on the chainsaw, which which uh, Tinker gives Leatherface. Yeah, gold-plated chainsaw. Yeah, dude. This is the Saw's family on it's, it. Apparently, those uh, that chainsaw was 80 pounds that they made, so that dude had to be able to lift that shit. Jesus fucking They Christ. had plastic ones for some stunt scenes and stuff, of course, because you can't be expected to lug that shit around. Right. <laughs> we get some fun little family dynamic scenes here. Uh, this is probably some of my favorite stuff in the movie, if you can say that. Uh, I, I liked the brief argument that Tex and Tinker had, where Tex, like, slams down a knife because he calls him something else. And he's like, oh, I just want to be called Tex. Okay. <laughs> he's like, all right. And then, like, uh, Tinker takes Leatherface's Walkman. No, he steals the Walkman from the boy. Yeah. Who is now, by the way, uh, hooked up in the house. Yeah. Because apparently he's yeah. not dead yet, because people are really resilient in this movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, like, throws the Walkman in the oven. He's like, no, you got to be taught a lesson. And Leatherface grabs him and makes him grab the Walkman from the oven with his good hand, not the hook. <laughs> Burns the shit out of him. <laughs> like, like, Leatherface don't give a fuck. He's not really disciplined by the other characters like he was in the previous ones where the cook is constantly beating the shit out of everybody with a broom. Right. <laughs> like, uh, different family dynamics here, which I guess could have been part of their, we want Leatherface to be front and center and be the main guy. Yeah. Uh, he even has the little girl on his lap at one point. Uncle Leatherface, yay! <laughs> Fuck, she doesn't say that, but she should have. And the mom is really forgiving of him in general. Yeah. Maybe they're respecting his mental illness for once. I don't know. Instead of just beating him with a broom. Is this movie progressive? 
No. No, it's not. I'm just kidding. So we get this really bizarre scene that I want to talk about, which is probably my favorite scene in the movie, uh, which you referenced at the beginning of this episode. Well, the beginning of this discussion about this movie. Yeah, so after all that happens, oh, by the way, they killed the boy with, like, a fucking Some kind of trap that fucking hammers him in the head. And this was probably a really gory scene originally, but completely cut, completely gone. Once again, goes like it's going to hit him and cuts away. Yeah. Yeah. Movie's so limp dicked with its kills. Like, yeah. come on, man. It's a Texas chainsaw massacre. What are you gonna hold back in a movie like that? Come on. But anyway, it's time for Leatherface's lessons. Yep, Mama tells him to go do some lessons. So he goes out to the shed, I guess. No, it's his room. It's his room. Oh, Leatherface's okay. room. He's got all kinds of, you know, neat stuff like skulls and skins in there. Yeah. Yay. And a little uh, computer. <laughs> little little computer that teaches him lessons. And like I forget English. The, I forget the question it asks him. It, asks, it shows a, a frowny face and it says, what is this? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and then he types F-O-O-D and presses enter. Yeah. And the computer says, sorry, that's incorrect. And he does it again. And he's, like, visibly frustrated. Right. And he's just like... And then he just types in F-O-O-D again. Yes. And he just keeps doing that. And it's for, like, way longer than... It should have been. It should be. Yeah, it is funny as fuck. <laughs> Shit's fucking funny. That's actually really funny. That he's just... He, he's, he's completely incapable of com- seeing humans as anything other than food, basically. He's also completely incapable of thinking about anything else. Yeah. He's a mentally damaged idiot that only knows one thing and that is like killing people and eating them that's all he knows yep that's it that's Leatherface so I think that was a good scene for that reason uh it really kind of shows how single minded that character is yeah I liked that it was funny as shit I wish this movie had more stuff like that but no F O O D Enter. This is how I'm going to start filling out job applications. F-U-C-K. Enter. Correct! B-O-R-I-N-G. Enter. Yes, that's correct. (laughs) Correct! Yeah! You did it, Leatherface. So I think they're about to kill her. And then Benny shows up. Yeah, Benny shows up outside with his AR and just starts shooting up the fucking he place. He shoots through the windows. Uh, Nick's grandma, or mama, I think they call her mama. Mama, she and gets then, shot. Uh, the, the dead grandpa. That's right, he's still there. Yeah, he's just there. But, but he's, he's dead totally this dead. time. I think they say that you killed him, you killed grandpa, but he was dead already. It's he was, funny. yeah, he was like literally decayed. They were pouring like blood into his mouth, <laughs> and just it was just seeping back out because yeah, he's not know. drinking it. Nah, yeah, you know, that's grandpa. He's just not... He doesn't get around as much as good as he used to. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say. Um, uh, shoots off fucking Tinker's ear. That was a good part of the movie. We laughed yeah. at that. Lands on the fucking stove. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, you go get him, Tex. And he's like, all right, I need you to get out to Big Skillet. <laughs> he's like, all right. Like, how nonchalant they approach people shooting yeah. at them and trying to kill them. And Tex goes out to fight Benny in a one-on-one duel. And this part was funny because metal music was playing from a truck the whole time. 
Well, no, oh, back that up after, a little bit. This is after. This is, all right, so yeah. girl pulls herself up you're right, out of the chair right. by pulling the nails up through her hand. Yes, you're right. Just pulls her hands out. Ow. Which, but they, they, there's, they just had to have been not, he had intentionally nailed her down to not hit tendons. Because otherwise she would have bled out, so I guess it makes sense. Hey, Aragorn is smart enough to do that. They did it, they did it to Jesus. Made sure where they nailed him across to make sure they didn't hit any tendons so he didn't bleed out and die. This movie is very similar to the Bible. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. And if she gets up and gets away, <laughs> just like Jesus did. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Continue. And she, she gets up and gets away, and uh, Leatherface goes to get after her. Gets in, uh, gets in his car. The leather mobile. The leather mobile. Yeah. Playing some fucking metal music. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like apparently, this is the music? song. This is the song that was called "Boring." Our friend noticed this in the credits when we oh, were how, watching. How appropriate! It's a song called "Bored." Bored. That was the yeah, song. Bored. Song called "Bored." <laughs> Very appropriate for this movie. <laughs> and then he goes to drive. It's so perfect. How does yeah. that happen? Benny tells her to run. He tries to stay fast in the car and just shoot. To shoot Leatherface out of it, Leatherface just hits a, the car. But he's not dead, he's fine. Well, I guess I guess what actually happened is he got down before the car actually hit him. He had to have, but they play it like a thunk sound effect. Yeah, it's stupid. So whatever. Who knows what the fuck they did. Anyway, then Leatherface gets out of the car and just goes after her. Chasing after the girl. Yeah. And now Benny fights Tex. Yeah, now Tex goes out. out the yeah, Benny gets up from running the car and they, they engage. <laughs> Well, metal music plays, of well, course. Well, the same song plays, um, yeah. And the way that he fights and beats Tex is, uh, eventually there's gasoline all over the man. Yeah, misses him with an axe and hits the gas tank instead. Yeah. He just shoots the gas. No, he pulls out a Zippo oh, pulls lighter. out the Zippo lighter. That was given to him yes. by the throwaway character at the beginning of the movie. Once yes. again, yes, 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 there yes. are things in this movie that are inserted with no other purpose but for foreshadowing. And it's really dumb. Yeah, why did that girl give him the lighter? Just so. Yeah. He can light Tex on fire later. And he does. Mm-hmm. That's and, it. Uh, That's Ar- the long and short of that whole exchange. And then Aragorn is dead. Gone. Oops. And then uh, Benny goes chasing after Leatherface, who is chasing after girl. Yeah. All the way to the swamps. And then he fights Leatherface in the swamps. Yep. I don't think anything else happens. At some point, uh, Benny pushed that other dude in the swamp. Yeah, uh, Alfredo. Yeah. And then he died, in quotation marks. Of course he did. We'll get back to him in a bit. He just got pushed in water. Yeah, I don't know why Benny was just like, yeah, he's dead. But I don't know. (laughs) Okay, I guess he's dead. Don't follow up on that one, Benny. He didn't surface, to be fair. But, like... I'll just swam away. Whatever. Yeah, sure. Don't tell me, motherfuckers, how I should do. <laughs> Baby motherfucker. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, we get the big fight. Yeah. Between Benny and Leatherface. And uh, Benny knocks Leatherface's chainsaw out into the water of the swamp. And then the, the, the chainsaw does a thing. Now. Yeah. <laughs> it does something where it just spins around. It's floating in the water. And just spin it around, and around, yeah. and around. Well, it's kind of just stationary, like, going up and down. Like, ah, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of does... Just be if you throw a chainsaw in the water, will it 
fucking sink? I, I asked. Bet so I asked Siri this uh-huh. yesterday after we watched the movie. Yeah, and I uh, had no good answers for me. So I'd imagine no. I'm gonna imagine that this 80 pound chainsaw that they made, although it's probably not supposed to be 80 pounds in the film, would sink immediately. Yeah, or at least stop working once it hits water. Because water would get in the, flood the engine. Yeah, it would just, yeah, yeah. Water would just flood the engine. It would just stop. Yeah, that's, that's how that works. You ever drive a car into an ocean? Not, not personally, but oh, okay. I can't imagine it would work out well. No, the I can't engine imagine I would just, you know, drive to the bottom and drive on the surface of the ocean. <laughs> no problems. Hell yeah, baby. Water car. So, uh, but no, the saw just floats on the water and keeps going, and this allows Leatherface to be pushed onto it, but no. then also Guy to be pushed onto it. Yeah. Benny gets pushed onto it, and I guess it, it looks like yeah. it kills him. Because you can't see anything because it was probably intentionally cut. Uh-huh. I think it was on his head. Probably a lot of gore. Oof. And then girl like... Because they clearly sawed through his head. Yeah. Like, Benny's dead, right? Mm-hmm. No way he's not dead, right. right? And then so the Letterface goes up to get after girl, and then she takes a rock in complete reference to the earlier scene in the movie where she was supposed to kill the armadillo but couldn't. She says the words, sorry, little guy, and hits him over the head with the rock until Letterface dies. Quotation marks. Lots of quotation marks here. And nobody dies in this fucking movie. No, because then we get the next scene. Which is like her technically getting away. Uh Uh-huh. Where she's like, the sun's come up now, it's not dark anymore. She's walking up a road, she just takes a seat on like a rogue tire that's on the ground. And then Benny pulls up. She's in a truck. She's right. not in the truck. No. no. Benny pulls up with the truck. Oh, okay. And All then right. he's like, hey, I made it. And everybody's like, what? <laughs> and she's all hype about it. And she goes to get in the car with them. And then motherfucker shows up. <laughs> yep. And, and then, then she shoots him. Yeah, she shoots him. And then he's him. dead. And then Benny's still And then okay. that was an unnecessary and, final horror yeah. scene. Ooh. I want to talk about this final scene in the movie. Because yeah. there's a reason why it's so stupid. Oh, okay. You remember the New Line viewed this as their film. Yeah. And not Jeff Burr's film. So they, when they're doing test audiences for this movie, mm-hmm. test audiences love Ken Forey as Benny. That is their favorite character. And I can see why. Yeah. He's great. Um, they love him so much that they are disappointed that he dies at the end of the movie in the swamp scene. So, New Line shoots a new ending that allows Benny to live. And when I say New Line shot the new ending, I mean New Line shot the new ending. Holy shit. Uh, Jeff Burr went to go see the movie for himself and was shocked to find this final scene of the film was in it. Because he did not fucking make it and was not consulted or told about its existence until he went to go see the movie himself. So they just fucking slotted that shit in. It made no sense that Benny was still alive, of course. But they just slotted it in to have a happy ending that test audiences would find more better, I guess. That's it. Oops. (laughs) Good lord. And obviously, Jeff Burr was pretty furious about that. But the movie was already done. That wasn't even filmed by him. That was filmed by the editor of the film, Michael New. Uh, who was not a director, just filmed that scene out of nowhere, just because they told him to. 
Jesus fuck. So the last in a long line of bad decisions that led to Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, uh, the film would prove to be not successful. No way. Didn't didn't recoup its budget. And this led New Line to question their plans to make this a big, long-standing franchise for them because they couldn't even make one good one. So they let the rights lapse of their ownership to it. And that's where we'll pick up next week with the hit film, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. <laughs> uh, which looks like a treat. <laughs> like a bunch of horse shit, if you ask me. It does look like a bunch of horse shit. Features Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger in early film roles. And also features the return of Kim Hankel directing the film as instead of just writing this time. Uh, will he be able to steer the franchise back in a direction that more resembles the first? No. The answer is no, but pretend we're asking a relevant question <laughs> and come back <laughs> next week to hear the answer. <laughs> Damn it. The ranking is as follows. One, two, three... <laughs> I don't think there's any argument as, as to the as to the contrary. Uh, I saw a guy on IMDb who said that he liked three about as much as the first one, and I said, <laughs> and then I didn't look at that guy's review anymore. So that's N O P E Enter. <laughs> Correct. Yep. <laughs> B A D space M O V I E enter. That's correct. Thank you.